we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It is Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, as always, Armin. Arms, how you doing? I'm doing great, Eddie. How are you? I'm good. I've missed you. We've been apart for too long. How was um, Chicago? Chicago was great. Um, I had a wild time with your other co-host, Ryan Alkire from Holly Shook. From Holly Shook. People should check that out, by the way. Okay, Holly Shook, guys, if you don't listen to it, it's friggin' hilarious. And Ryan is a comedian of comedians. I saw it firsthand in Chicago on stage. He's phenomenal. And you get just a glimpse of that in the podcast. And trust me, that taste is all you need. He is so funny. I mean, he deserves all the comedy accolades possible but all of them <laughs> uh, if you like celebrity scandal and i presume if you listen to a bravo podcast and you like bravo then you yeah. like scandal and you're not that far off from celebrity yeah when you're talking about bravo liberties <laughs> so check it out like we do historic uh, celebrity scandals it's fantastic check that out it's on everywhere you can listen to us you can listen to holly shook so yeah. just search it as of this recording the latest historic scandal uh, that we covered was ariana grande licking the donut which is a classic story, which if you guys don't know, you it's guys, a good time. you gotta know, yeah. you gotta know. Uh, but let's get into what we're talking about today, and that is the second episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. I gotta say, the ladies are bringing it. OC is always a good time, and the drama is just escalating at the grandest scale. I have to say, the Animoji pig is the highlight of the housewives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to start doing that to, like, yell at people. Like, I'm going to be like, you're a, you're a pig, like, with the pig emoji. Last year got off to a slow start. But this year, because of the reunion. Yes. Last year. Yes. We're starting off hot and heavy. And I feel like this is something you and Kevin and Camille have talked about on Housewives History. Sometimes a previous um, reunion or even a multi-season arc can lead to a great season. Yes. Like, I think Kevin said that about season nine of BH. And there wasn't even a Housewives history on that. But I remember him saying that while season seven and eight of BH were pretty terrible. Like, yeah. nobody really likes those seasons. Yeah. They kind of built the foundation. They, they built the framework for season nine being successful yes no to and a degree i mean i know that's kind of polarizing but no still. and that happens a lot i mean we're we if we talk about the luann de la sep situation with um tom like that was an uh, i mean all of new york is great but like that was one of the lesser performing seasons but it sets up the story for you know luann and her greatest i guess form <laughs> is that what we'll call it yeah and all it took was one vicky accusation in the reunion to not only kind of revive that season in a way or not revive it but Make it sal- like salvage it, actually. Yes. It did set up also the next season. And it did make Vicky a friend of. So, um, but let's let's talk about that Coke accusation because we get it front and center at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. We see Kelly and her daughter Julie and they're playing tennis. And Kelly basically brings up that her and Dr. Brian Reagan, her boyfriend, who is now her ex boyfriend as of a day ago, as of um, minutes ago. As of minutes ago, they're exes, but they're designing a um, skincare line for divorced t- kids of divorced parents, which is 
I mean, a very niche. I mean, it's a niche market, but it's Super there. Niche. Yeah, but I mean. But hey, corner the market, right? <laughs> right? Uh, as housewives do, find the thing that one person needs and just focus on that. It's uh, it's actually, it could be worse than the pink dog food. Oh, from Cameron Westcott? Yeah, from Cameron, yeah. That turned the dog's poop pink. Although, and it was like, I've heard arguments for that being a good idea and maybe it is a good idea i don't know lisa I mean, vanderpump could be your only customer the travel kit skincare literally just get any skincare kit and you can get it in travel size so i don't really yeah. think there's a market um but regardless it's like why like why would children of divorce need different skincare, skincare than other like, yeah it's like <laughs> you're different you're extra different now <laughs> who knows maybe Maybe. Um, but the reason we bring this up is because Kelly wants Julie to be the face. And by being the face, she's going to have to post on her Instagram stories. That's what being a face is, according to Kelly. And Julie's like, well, I can't do that because my Instagram stories are private. And Kelly's like, why? Why is your Instagram private? It should be public. Like any good reality TV mom. <laughs> and she's like, well, because people are DMing me about your Coke. And she's like, What? And then there's this whole scene where she reads like a DM and it really makes you think though, because last episode we saw Julie's friends aren't letting Julie's friends, parents aren't letting their friends come over to her house because they're worried about what's going on with Kelly. This Coke accusation is very damaging and even more so that it's not true because it's putting not only Kelly in a very tight position and in a very bad light, but it's also putting her daughter in the same light. And I, I don't think Vicky was thinking of, everyone when she made this accusation i think she was just focused on her anger and herself and how she wanted to hurt kelly i don't think she was thinking well that's just vicky vicky doesn't think vicky just does and i mean it made me a little bit sad because i couldn't imagine being like a 13 year old girl dealing with dms from crazy random people um accusing like my mom of like being a cokehead when i know she's not and first of all uh don't harass uh anybody let alone children on Instagram via DMs. Come on, people. What's the point? If you're going to be nice, send a DM. I've been getting so many nice DMs from yeah, people. Yeah, send nice ones. I love nice DMs. Like, but if you if, hate Kelly Dodd, direct it at Kelly. She, know, she knows yeah. what she signed up for. Not her daughter. Yes, her daughter has a lot of screen time, but that is like the OC way is just bring your kids into it. Um, but, but ultimately, the 12-year-olds they didn't don't sign have up. agency. 10-year-olds don't have agency. You know, you go with what your mom and dad say. Yeah. And then it makes you think about when you are in that position of like being a Kelly Dodd or being any one of these reality TV stars, like considering what comes with the territory, because you know that this is what comes with the territory, even though it shouldn't in a perfect world, but it does. It does. And you have to, I guess, weigh the pros and the cons, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to get like harassed online, but they do get a paycheck. To my so future I children, I apologize in advance. <laughs> the DMs coming in are going to be so rough, but daddy's there. Don't worry. <laughs> You're like, well, the pro of the paycheck, it's pretty damn good. Let's talk about another mother-daughter relationship, and it's probably one of my favorites because I talked last episode, how I'm a Bedore whore, and I want to be like Shana Bedore when I grow up because I think she's phenomenal. She's getting her daughter, um, Sophie, ready for homecoming and i know it's homecoming because i know a homecoming dress versus a prom dress versus a ball dress <laughs> versus a winter formal dress i went to private school i know is it homecoming it's a dance it has to be winter formal <laughs> with the bright yellow dress hiked up to her butt well it has to it's be her decision <laughs> but i say that because we know it's february 14th oh because it's, it's valentine's day yeah well, homecoming always happens by october then maybe it's it's not a winter formal it's got to be like a spring dance, like a spring formal. Something like that. It's not prom, but, though. But, but February is still in winter. 
That makes sense. I mean, it could, who knows? I, it's it's gotta not be a homecoming, spring dance. though. It's not homecoming. It's not homecoming. I was like, it's That's a homecoming. That's a very late dress. homecoming. I mean, me. you've been home. She's been, been home. home. <laughs> um, but. I love when her mom was like, oh, that's going to show your butt. And Sophie's response is, God made everyone beautiful in their own unique way. And I just want to get that message across that I have great legs and God gave me great legs. And then Shannon's response is, well, God gave you a great vagina too, but you ain't going to show it. Like, like that's amazing. This like, is that's, why you are a Bador whore. This is, this is the reason, case in point, why I love Shannon Bador because... She is like so real and so funny and like is like, you know what, honey? Like, I don't like this, and this is why, and I'm gonna give it to you in like a fun, cute, cheeky way. Gosh, and she is so much happier. She is so much happier. And then I loved that her daughter sees she's happy. And she's like, Oh, you're going out tonight? And mm-hmm. and Shannon's like, Yeah, and she's like, Well, I have rules for you. And they're basically like, no boys, no dancing <laughs> with strangers, no blacking out, but have fun. And I'm like, Okay, is this mini Shannon? Like, is she parenting her mom? Like, it's unreal. I thought it was so, so cute. It's a fun dynamic for sure. But speaking of, like, dates and all that kind of stuff, I really want to get your thoughts on all the Valentine's Day festivities. Yes. Um, Because, you know, I love to W, Eddie the Love Doctor. So love was obviously in the air uh, in this episode. (laughs) If we were to rank all the little Valentine's Day festivities... So number how f- would you rank it? I feel like the worst one is kind of obvious, but I want to hear you say it obviously anyway. it's Emily. Poor <laughs> I Emily. Terrible. I felt so bad. And le- I'm just going to touch on it because I don't think we need to go super deep into it. But the right. blow up between her and her husband was made her husband look terrible. She's, and this is not the first time. This Last is not the first time. Was bad at the party. Yes. But yeah. she's literally doing everything for his family. And I understand that he's studying. He's deep in it. But you can't take five minutes away to FaceTime your family who's celebrating your both of your parents' birthday to say, hi, how's also, it going, I everyone? I understand that. Did they have the same birthday? So the dad's birthday is the day after the mom's okay, birthday. Okay, yeah, I was wondering because they're saying we're celebrating our parents' birthday. I was like, yeah. both of their birthdays? Well, she was saying that it's her it's mother-in-law's birthday and then the day after is her father's-in-law. So yeah. they have a big birthday a together. Birthday. Okay. Um, but I also feel like there's he like some take an kind hour of out for that? not Whereas even it's his own parents. I know, and that's what I think is really bizarre. And I hate the excuse that she's like, "Oh, he just probably feels the pressure." Well, I get that because his wife and his sister are both past the bar, and he's like the only one who hasn't. So I get the pressure, but dude, take a break. Even my friend who went to the bar came to my viewing party and got significantly drunk at my viewing party, and she took the bar the next Tuesday. Yeah. And I hundred percent think she's gonna pass. And that was a Sunday. Yes. Yes, she literally took it like so three days, days yeah, before. Days before. And guess what, dude? You could take five minutes for your parents just to call. But that's what I got to say on that. But her Valentine's Day, I mean, I'm going to say it in romantic sense, it was the worst. But in a just general, it was a great night she had with her kids. They were having so much fun. It Blowing was cute. Out the candles. Yeah. Well, I also love how at some point you reach an age where. If there are like really young kids around, you're not blowing out your own kids. Oh yeah, no. It's like every kid under seven. Yeah, except they're, for they're me. Blowing. I'm like, it's my birthday. No, I go full stuff. I'm joking. I haven't had a. I haven't had a birthday. You box out the little I'm kids. Like, hey, it's my candle. I need this wish really bad. Uh, no, I actually I don't think I've had a birthday with like kids around in like years because I'm never home because I usually right, have family yeah, parties back home. But I see it with I guess like parents and yeah. uncles and stuff like that, and then the little kids like. The well, nephews and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. my my brother always has his birthday back home, and he always brings up, like, the Logan, like, his favorite, I think, of the little kids, and, like, lets him blow up candle for him, yeah. and, like, he brings always brings a kid up to, like, blow it up, like, hold right. him up. So it's really cute. But I also feel like my brother's going to be a dad very, like, I don't know, soon. Like, my dad, brother's going to be a great dad. <laughs> Me, on the other hand. He's just built to be a dad. Yeah. My brother's built to be a dad. And who had the best? What? 
Who had the best? Who had if the we're, best? If we're doing a Ron Wynn. Yeah, right? Of course. Okay, I want to cool love they Shaq. Have their own little like penthouse or whatever. It's literally a sex house. Right, like yeah. that's exactly I love what it Shaq. is. They have seven kids. They have to get away. They used to have this in Miami. Now they have it here. Loki, this is the smartest thing I think anyone can do that that has the I guess resources to do so. Yeah. Um, because I do feel like their life is so crazy that you need to take a, a step away. And I know like you can do that kind of in your own way by like doing date night once a week or doing, you know, or if you need XYZ, the overnight, you could just get a hotel, get a hotel, but to have like your own, like little like pad where it's just like, Hey baby, let's go to the love shack tonight. Like we'll get a sitter. Like, okay. Loki loved that. And I loved like the scene that they did where she's like leading him into the room. She's like, I didn't get you a present. And he's like, Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, and you could just hear them giggling. And it's like, they had to do that scene for the show. And it's so embarrassing. But how awkward it. is it for the cameraman? It's like, okay, they're having sex now. I don't think it's, they weren't actually having sex. Like, like it was, why not? I don't think it's time that kind to go. of thing. <laughs> I don't think it's All that kind of All the producers and cameramen, time to go. It's like, everyone leave now. Thank you. Take show, a, show yourselves out. Yeah. They show like throw out. the mics out the door. Like, here, take the mic packs back. Do you think uh, they use the place infrequently enough that they like Airbnb it out? Like, do you oh. think it's possible we could Airbnb Bronwyn's place for a night? Bronwyn, let us know. Let us know. Actually, no, I'm fine. I do not need to Airbnb in Bronwyn. That's, that's her sacred space. It's, I can't. I can't think about that. Like I was, I you know I would. You can Airbnb one of Shep's properties, Shep Rose from Southern Charm. Yeah, uh, I would definitely Airbnb one of Shep's properties. So why so. not Bronwyn? I don't know. I just feel like that's her sacred space with her husband. Right, and there's like something there. Shep well, let bring- us know, Bronwyn, if you got like a little Airbnb deal. <laughs> Armin's Armin's down. He wants to feel the love. Well, you know, it's OC can be fun. You're by the beach, right? Like yes. nice, it'd be a nice like staycation ish. We live in LA. Yes, it would it know. would be nice. Yeah, I mean, we I want to go. We don't have to go too far. I haven't been to OC in like years, and I used to go all the time because I had two friends close. who lived in Newport. Yeah, I'm actually you're way close. Than me. Yeah, because I'm down in Redonda. I'm, right. I'm a beach boy. But you're already by the beach. I know. So I. Yeah. I just need a change of scenery. For me, sometimes. I still have to drive no matter what. Uh, let's actually talk about Bronwyn's mom, Doctor Deb, because we got to oh, see yeah. her in person, and I love her. She I'm was so intrigued. This woman was a rock star, then became a doctor, then went to Burning Man and became like this holistic doctor. Talk about a journey. Super spiritual. I want to know her whole story. I want to get to know who she is. I want to figure out every little thing about her because I'm obsessed. I love the rainbow braids in her hair. I love that her grandkids call her Rainbow Deb or Candy Deb. Like such a fun, cute nickname for like your grandkids to call you. Yeah. And she is so eclectic. She has a million different interests. I feel like... She's a guaranteed good conversation. Oh, 100%. And I'm sure she's brilliant. Like, she must be the most brilliant, charismatic person because to live all of those lives in her one life is like, you are cultured beyond belief and I want to know everything that you know. Yeah, most people have to, like, focus on a singular thing to become an expert at it, but she was number one atop her class. Mm Mm-hmm. At UCLA Med After School. being a rock star. After being a rock star. And then goes to Burning Man and is like clearly great at Burning Man. Oh. Which she's uh, really good at Burning Man. You can tell like those photos. I was like, oh, this girl does Burning Man. 
I've never been. Like, there is such a thing as, as being good at festival living. I feel like I'm good at festivals. But well, like, but like the VIP experience. <laughs> Anybody can be good at the <laughs> VIP Coachella experience. Me, I'm like, I'm really good but at festivals. But she's like down and dirty. She like gets into it. Like the real like culture of it all. See, that's why she's I'm nervous to go to Burning Man because I'm like, oh, it's really like, it's real No, camping. it's not bougied. Okay, good. It's bougied up. So I'm good. I'm good at festivals. I'll be good at yeah, Burning Man. You just Man. need to like hop onto one of those like fancy RVs. Yeah, I'll People be sad. Now. Um, let's talk about Gina's Valentine's Day really, though, really quick. Wow, that was hard to get out. I've had my <laughs> coffee this morning. Uh, she is moved into a new place, and she's actually going on a date with a guy that's 10 years older, but it's, like, weird right. because she sends emojis. He sends, sends the word respite, respite. Respite, yeah. See, I'm like, I'm a Gina. <laughs> I'd be like, ha, oh, so cute. Um, but as Kelly pointed out, this change of pace is better than going with a young dumb guy. And we got the flashback I again. Say, I was gonna say, Armin, your favorite clip came back. I love that clip of burritos, that burritos, tacos, taquitos, <laughs> chili con carne. <laughs> it's like, are you playing? What is it like the the fam family feud? Like name foods you'd find in a Mexican restaurant. Oh, and the, but it's the way he says it. With all that vocal fry, it's hilarious. You know, he's just, I love Mexican food. Chili con carne, <laughs> tacos, burritos, taquitos. <laughs> I mean, I could watch that clip forever. I know you can. And it's it's one of my favorite <laughs> clips, too. And I love how they keep bringing it up this season to, like, Twice. compare all the men to <laughs> to him. I also loved how to sound smart after she said she's an emoji girl and he says vocabulary word. She said the word sporadic. Like, bitch, we've all seen Clueless. We know that word. Sporadic is not a high level vocabulary word. I know, but like in Clueless, she's like, I hope I don't do it sporadically because she's like teaching her like all these like vocab words to sound smarter in Beverly Hills. So anytime I hear someone use like sporadic in real life, I'm like, that's what you think. I'm like, oh my God, you literally saw Clueless. I I don't even remember that. From Clueless. Oh. I've seen it multiple times. Okay. Well, I watch Clueless all the time. Yeah, so yeah. it's in my lifeblood. Um, we see Tamara and Eddie on their Valentine's date, which was really cute. Right. Um, we find out Eddie has a shoe fetish because all he buys <laughs> yeah, Tamara yeah, is yeah. shoes. <laughs> and these seem to be the same, like strappy black shoes. <laughs> he has a type when it comes to shoes. Right. Yeah. I, I was not a fan of the Valentinos that he got for her, but I'm also not a fan of studs and spikes. I I was thinking about this when I was watching. I wonder how often Tamara wears these shoes because anybody is particular with their shoes. And I can imagine Tamara being especially particular because, you know, everyone has their own like sense of fashion. And like, I wonder how often she wears the shoes he buys or or do they go to the back of the closet? I'm sure she'll wear them at least once. I'm sure if someone got me a pair of shoes as disgusting as they were, I would wear them twice for them. Uh, but how many shoes does she have? I bet she has. Many. I mean, clearly he gets every single pair of shoes for every single little thing <laughs> she has to do. So I'm sure she has a shoe closet. Yeah, it's like in Hannah Montana. Did on Hannah Montana, she used to have this like revolving thing where she would like and she like right. press the button and all the shoes would turn around and so she'd be able to pick her shoes. I'm sure that's what Tamara has. No, my aunt moved into a one bedroom apartment once, and I helped my cousins move her in. And she made the one bedroom her shoe closet, a.k.a. her shoe room. And then she put her bed in the living room. So it looks like a studio. And then essentially her closet is the bedroom. Yeah, she did that. She had an... Okay, I kind of love that, though. She filled a whole van 
She must have had uh, nearly a thousand pairs of shoes. It was unbelievable. Well, maybe her and Tamara could be BFFs, yeah. you know, or her. Actually, her and Eddie, because it seems like he's <laughs> the one who actually really likes the shoes. Right, exactly. He'll be buying her the shoes. Well, speaking of Tamara, let's talk about her housewarming party because. Yeah. All the drama went down at the housewarming party. I feel like if I was at a housewarming party like this, I'd be like, this is the best party I've ever been to in my life because there's everyone hates each other here. Um, we see uh, <laughs> Gina come. And I mean, Eddie calls her a certified cougar because she's wearing the fur and she's now dating men, even though they are older than her. Um, everyone's shocked by how beautiful the house is, which I have to say the house is phenomenal. Kelly even goes, is this the Hamptons? Like, <laughs> it's a very Hamptons feel, very clean cut, yeah. very, like, mo- modern, but, like, traditional. Like, mm-hmm. you know, something you would see on Summer House. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes back to Summer House with you, Eddie. It all goes back to Summer House for me, I have to say. But it was definitely a great people-watching party. Yes. If you weren't in the mix at this party, it would be great to just, like, watch all the different people interact and all the dynamics and obviously all the tension. Oh, well once Vicky shows up. Yeah. Well, before Vicky even shows up, I was dying over the fact that they're talking about Kelly's talking about how like Shannon always posts on her Instagram story, her walking up her giant hill. And they're like, what? And Emily's like, Oh, I don't see that. And she's like, Oh, do not like watch her Instagram story. She's like, she blocked me. And Shannon's like, yeah, me and Tamara blocked her at the same time. Like, we're not mad. She did something bitchy. And no, I'm like, I'm, what? You guys are like 50-year-old women blocking each other on Instagram? It's Shannon. She's like, oh, I don't even use the Instagram that much. And Emily's like, bullshit. Like, and Kelly's like, the Instagram. <laughs> because who says the Instagram? It was so funny. And I'm pretty sure she's active on Instagram. Oh, she's very active on Instagram. She just blocked Emily. Uh, I love how easily Bronwyn fits into the group. Yeah. She is immediately loved by everyone. Everyone's like, she's so cool. Because uh, Tamara was like a little bit iffy about her before. She's like, wow, she has seven kids. What a crazy person. Right. Walks in. She's like, I love her. the energy of her and her husband. They're so great. I think they're so much fun. And it's like, okay, Tamara, chill. Because Tamara's like, fresh blood, pretty girl. It's got to be mine. Like, get up. Vicky's not here. It's going to be my team now. Like, she's ready. Yeah. There's always that initial skepticism with a new housewife yes because there's like sometimes a tinge of jealousy sometimes like a are you encroaching on my territory thing uh, but it seems like Bronwyn's been able to navigate it well so far but it's only two episodes that like I, this could go wrong I think it's okay because the women don't feel threatened by Bronwyn because yes she's very attractive and amazing but she also has a super hot husband and she's got a big family so she's not gonna be trying to Mess around with They're anyone like else's men. They're like, she's busy. <laughs> she's booked busy and not bothering us. So we fine with her. Bronwyn has Bronwyn has all of the perfect like things to make sure that like people like like her, but they aren't like jealous or like afraid of her. She's so chill. So far. So far. But you know who has a ton of time on her hands? Vicky. Vicky Gunvalson, who comes in guns a blazing. Um, and we find out part of the reason she's so upset at Kelly is because Kelly decided to go so new age iPhone 10 status and sent a pig and emoji screaming at Vicky, which 
was iconic. I need this video posted. You know, release the Summer House 14 page email. Release this Vicky video of the pig. There's all these like secret things that we never release the the some of the extra Michael footage from Potomac. We need all this. Yeah. We need all this in a database for us to like access and research on a constant like constant time. Release release an unedited version of BH season three. The season where they couldn't mention the thing that they were all talking about. I know. There's actually, you're right. There's a lot of, there. there's still a lot of unearthed Bravo footage. Do you, do you think they'll be releasing, they'll have that in the Housewives Museum at BravoCon? Maybe. Well, no one will see it because all the scammers <laughs> got the ticket, so... If you if you did get a ticket, does anyone have nine? Let us know. <laughs> hey, I want the VIP experience. Does anyone have fifteen k? They can spend spot me. No, now apparently on the resale market, even the more basic tickets are nine thousand. Oh, it's nine thousand for like the one of the lower levels, like yeah. seventeen. It's some of them start at seventeen, but now like the VIP ultimate is like fifteen thousand. Is the range, and it's like. Do y'all really think someone's going to pay for that? I remember reading once, though, that the demographic of Bravo watchers is, like, higher net worth. Oh, well, they're watching their friends. (laughs) Right, exactly. Stassi wouldn't have been able to afford a Bravo ticket. (laughs) Right? If if a Bravo celebrity can't afford a Bravo ticket, we got a problem. I'm just saying. Uh, The pig video, I die. Um, But then the ladies here, Vicky, come in. And I die because Shannon and Tamara upstairs and Tamara's like, I got to check your drink before I see Vicky. Like yeah. everyone's like, dun dun, the, the giant awakens. Like we need, need to, to go. Yourself. We need to numb ourselves. Um, and Vicky's Vicky comes in. She gets her confessional. She's like, I'm so happy Tamara finally made it to Kodo where it all began. Like digging in, like I'm the OG. Kodo's where it started. Uh, and she comes in, come, says hi to Shannon, Tamara, Emily, and ignores Bronwyn and Kelly, and Bronwyn's like, "Well, I guess, I guess I'm not meeting Vicky today." To be fair, Kelly was also ignoring her and True. avoiding her. Yeah. And what was crazy was Vicky doubles down on the accusation to Tamra mm-hmm. when she's talking to Tamra outside, and she's like, "Oh, she does. She does do coke. Oh yeah, for sure." It's like, ah, oh, this was your chance. You could walk it back, make things nice, as Dorinda says, um, but. Man, she doubles down. And Kelly doesn't know this. And I don't know if she ends up finding out during the season, but Kelly's going to be pissed. Oh. It's going to be crazy. No, I noticed that too. And I was like, and that's the thing with Vicky is like, Vicky can't drop things as much as she wants to until it's like too late. Like the whole Tamara Eddie thing she held on to for a while. like and The entire Brooks saga. The, yeah. And it's like until she's like basically rock bottom with a story or something she's not going to come back and and but i also do think she says this before everyone blows up and i'll get into right but that makes her trying to talk to kelly very false yes it, it makes it um you know disingenuous to be honest it it, it does it in her trying to use like Kelly coming back at her and calling her a pig as like kind of like oh I'm the victim here like she's coming back at me girl like you've been called a pig since god knows when like we've seen yeah. the slay thing yeah. I, I also loved when she's like I'm proud of what my mother and father did with a couple of tweaks and Emily's <laughs> like this fucking bitch like <laughs> um but I mean 
Look, it's the, not the best move on Kelly's part. Yeah, but, but I mean, whatever. You guys are throwing accusations blows back of, and forth. I mean, remember when Dorinda got the accusations of Coke? How damaging that was. Like, you guys have to understand that, like, when you accuse someone of doing drugs and they're not doing drugs, it's a really big accusation. It's not something like, oh, like that person does Coke. Ha 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 ha. It's like that's a very serious offense. First of all, it's a felony. Second of all, like you don't just casually throw that around. And so I don't think these women realize that we're in a day and age that's different from where they were, where it's like you say something, it can disappear. When you say something now, it's forever. If it's on TV, it's already digitized. You're never going to lose that. It's not like a lost tape that you're going to like forever be gone. When you say these things, they are going to stick and last and be on the internet forever. And that's what's, I think, different between the generations where I don't think, I mean, on Vanderpump Rules, you wouldn't see someone just like casually telling their friends, oh yeah, that person's a cokehead or like, oh, right. that person, they, they, I mean, they use code words and stuff. Well, Vale did. Well, Vale did. She but, admitted that she, she did coke. Well, yeah. yeah. But like. But she was all she has gone clean. Yes. I mean, look, it's not the worst thing. No. Um, yeah. I mean, look, like, and and Jack's kind of hinted that he yeah. has, but he also got but, clean. Like, but I'm not people saying have it's their a journeys. Bad and, thing. I'm yeah, just like saying I'm, that, like, I feel like what I'm trying to say is like accusations right. are held a lot more force now, and I feel like the younger generation, like Vanderpump Rules, is like they understand that they don't want anyone to be judged or hurt and have things stick on their like whatever. Yeah. So they're a lot more careful. Whereas these ladies are like, oh, I'm just gonna say whatever I want to say, and they're like, oh wait, now it's. Now it's stuck. You know what the biggest difference is, too? They're no longer just reality stars. Because if they were only reality stars, then they would throw the stuff out there far more often because it would make for great TV. Yeah. But they are now reality stars and businesses. Yes. And their business is their brand. Yes. So that's why these accusations hurt. Whereas, you know, the real world in the early 2000s and, and the 90s, all sorts of crazy shit was said, and there were all sorts of crazy accusations. It was it was the wild wild west. Yeah, but now they are parlaying their screen time into business opportunities, and most of them are based on their persona yes. and their identity, and and they're using it to sell product. And the thing is, a lot of brands don't want to be associated with people who who do drugs. You know, I mean, fairly or unfairly, yeah. this is just the fact. Yeah, and that's and that's true. And like at the same time, like if you, like to each their own. I'd like th- we're judgment free zone here at Hot and Bravo. We love everyone. Um, but I think you're right. I think and that's what it is. It is. See? I mean, even let's. I mean, we could even talk about marijuana and like how in Vanderpump Rules they're smoking all the time, posting it on their Instagram right. stories. It's a okay. But then on the other end, you have Catherine Dennis, who's basically attacked and might lose her children and has to go to quote unquote rehab for weed. And, and, and look, it's and like, that's reflected though also in in the cultural norms of where they are. Exactly. At. And you you can see it very clearly in BH two where. The stigmatization of marijuana has decreased since the. the I mean, launch Mauricio of the show. was exactly. stoned out of his mind in right. Hawaii. That would have never happened nine exactly. seasons ago. Exactly. But with the legalization of weed in California, now he could be totally lit on camera and nobody cares. And it was le- just funny. And let's be real, Vicky grew up in the 80s. I'm sure she had a lot of snow go up her nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Kelly Dodd turned apples into oranges, turned dirt into candles. And um, start selling Coke spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I don't think this stuff sticks anyway yeah. that much. I mean, gosh, what it would take to lose a sponsorship today, I don't even know. 
I, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. ask Olivia Jade because she's still rolling. <laughs> I, well, is she? I mean, kind of. She, she still has YouTube. I mean, she still She'll has millions back, of followers. Sure. She'll be fine. Yeah, that's but. the thing is that it, it may take time, but they'll all get back. The thing that hurts the most is uh, the, the jewelry stuff. Is the harassment of yes, her daughter. Yes, that's and, the thing and, that hurts And the most. that's where this ends up all blowing up because Vicky's right. like chasing Kelly around this party because Kelly doesn't want to talk to her and like let her apologize. And she's like, what do you think? You're a beauty queen? You're a beauty <laughs> queen? And it's like, that's not the point, Vicky. So they finally sit down and Vicky's like, oh, I do, I do care about you and your daughter. And she's like, no, you don't because this hurt my daughter. And then you see Vicky like oh, kind of realize like, oh, what? I love Julie. And then we get like a basically like a to be continued, yeah. it, like cuts. Uh, but I mean, dude, Vicky, like I love you, but <laughs> This was a big mistake, and honestly, yeah. I'm not really worried about Kelly because I think Kelly is the new queen of OC, and I think that's kind of she's fun. It's she's a great, great, great television personality, reality star. Um, probably one of the best we have seen in a very long time on Housewives. So, I mean, next episode we'll see what kind of goes down after this blow up. I mean, anything else you want to add? No, a very good second episode. I so thought it was, I'm into it. I'm ready for OC to keep blowing up. It's doing fantastic. If you guys don't want to miss a single one of our recaps, please make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys are on Twitter or Instagram, you can find us by searching Hot in Bravo, H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you guys next time.